Welcome to Good Vibes with Vi. I'm your host, Perli Chen. I'm an executive with global technology company HTC. And as a mother of three young girls, I've loved building and investing in profound immersive technologies that make a positive difference in people's lives. Each week, I speak with founders at the forefront of VR, AR, and the metaverse. All of them inspire me, and some I've been lucky enough to back as an investor. Tune in every week to hear some of the most inspiring closed door conversations and walk away informed, inspired, and full of good vibes. Today, I'm very excited to have my friend Chris Brickler here as my guest as we talk about how virtual reality can play a role in improving the quality of life for senior citizens. Chris Brickler is the CEO of MindVR, a Vivex portfolio company. Very proud to have the opportunity to back them from early on. We're really trying to address the problem of the fast aging population, who, of course, was disproportionately affected during this pandemic as well. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce Chris to introduce MindVR and himself before we dive into our conversation today. Thank you, Pearlie, for the invite today. This is exciting. And I really appreciate the fact that you're putting together a podcast that is about focused energy on how the technology is being used in a good way. Mind VR, we've been focused for really the last four years on trying to improve the lives of older adults. And why we are so excited about that is because older people don't have the, the chances to travel as much anymore or connect with things in their lives that they used to connect with. So what we figured out is a way to build a platform that's very easy to use, secure, safe, and uh, affordable, and, and, and allow these seniors then to access this wonderful content that so many great producers around the world have been producing. I, I love how you're starting from the, the point of view from the end user, the older adult. As we started this journey of uh, commercializing, bringing virtual reality to everyone, I guess it's fair to say that few people try to consider the use from an older adult's perspective. Uh, but in fact, they can be great beneficiaries of this amazing technology, despite you might think that they're, they are probably less naturally adept adopting new technology. But as we have seen through MindVR's work, this can be tremendous and tangible everyday impact in their lives. But maybe before we dive into how MindVR brings this magic to bring smiles to faces with my favorite mission, we can talk about defining the, the problem a little bit. As we understand okay. from research, 10,000 people in U.S. alone okay. are retiring on a daily basis. Right, we have a fast aging population, not just here in the U.S., but really globally as, as well. And as people are getting older, they knock on wood, hopefully live healthy, productive lives long into their retirement. Other times they may start to require more assistance. And that's where oftentimes they start to encounter various problems of isolation, loneliness, well, yeah, I think there's a couple of things at play here. Number one is as people do get older, the four walls that they live in start to shrink. They also start to face age-related conditions. And dementia is a, is a big problem. Alzheimer's is a very, very big problem. So if there's ways that we can bring technology to 
brighten their day, improve their mood, possibly improve their behavior, and bring a world back to them to where they can swim with dolphins if they want to. They can make the choice to go to Paris. They can make the choice to go to the International Space Station, but they do get to make that choice. And when you provide this technology across the continuum of care, which is what we do, that includes independent living, assisted living, memory care, skilled nursing, all the way to hospice care. I mean, some of the most exciting things that we're doing are allowing families and and folks that are in their final days of transition to go on safaris in Africa together as a family, you know, and it's just a beautiful thing when you can connect nature in that way with those families. I love that. And Alzheimer's disease, as you have noted, impacts at least 44 million adults globally is the latest data I have. And and that's the number of people who are living today with Alzheimer's disease or another related form of dementia, right? Could you maybe share some of the, the studies that, that MindVR has conducted in the efficacy of using immersive technology to improve their sense of well-being? Yeah, good question, good discussion. There's a lot to unpack in that area. Number one, pharmacology, I think, will have a big role in things like reducing the physical plaque that happens inside our brains as we age, right? There are combinational therapies that we're working hard with some of the pharmacology companies actually right now, where we take the medicinal science and we blend that with with this reminiscence therapy and very immersive therapy that we can bring with VR headsets and bring people back to different time zones, teleport them to different uh, music times, bring melodies into their lives again, all, all these things that we can do with virtual reality. Well, that combined with some of the pharmacology advancements are is actually really pretty, pretty cool. So I think there's a very, very bright future for uh, the, the combination of those two. And I don't, I don't really see those as uh, two different things. I see those as working together really well. Right. So maybe we can help our audience understand a little bit more about the reminiscence therapy that you talked about. Yeah. Essentially, it's immersing yeah. oneself into a memory that, that, that he or she might fondly recount. And in the process of doing so, extracting, repeating the co- cognition to strengthen their memory so that they might come out with some therapeutic benefits, not to mention the lift in moods and sense of well-being. And this is where some studies are reporting that reminiscence therapy may help alleviate these depression-related uh, symptoms and other behavioral symptoms in in seniors. Yeah, that's, that's actually a great question and point of discussion. Uh, 2020, I thought, uh, brought tremendous shift in a lot of our thinking as healthcare workers, as, as healthcare companies, and, and people wanting to provide a better life for people. When the pandemic hit uh, in March of 2020, we were all kind of scratching our heads like, you know, what is going to happen here? One thing that became very, very clear for us, at least in in the rest of 2020, was that MindVR and the content that we were serving up to seniors was really helping with some of these uh, feelings of isolation and isolation then brings on depression and there's there's definite studies out there that kind of link heavy depression with mortality rate with older people. 
So what we wanted to do was kind of get out in front upstream and try to make people as happy as possible. Smiles on faces, you mentioned that earlier. That's, a, that's a, actually a, a really big part of our strategy is, is to bring smiles and happiness and laughter uh, to, to these folks that are in unfortunate situations. Now that does occur across you know different types of age-related conditions, but what we did see in 2020 was uh, a severe level of isolation and that was largely in part because the providers that we work with, our customers, who are the, the, the largest providers of, of senior care, their number one goal was to isolate the virus and make sure that the health, the physical health of these people was like spot on. So we supported them 100% on that. Once we got over that hurdle, then it became about like, okay, now everyone's feeling isolated and depressed. How do we bring virtual reality into the mix and really allow these people to feel different on a daily basis? And we saw, we, we've seen that over and over and over. So I want to make it very clear that MindVR is not a cure for any type of age-related condition. But what we have looked at very hard are some of the symptoms and the side effects that come along with age-related conditions, whether it be dementias or Alzheimer's or Parkinson's a stroke rehabilitation, all those type of things, and then bring a network of content in that really help with the healing modality associated with that. I also read that 39% of COVID-related deaths in the U.S. have occurred in nursing facilities. And that's why you also mentioned how physical isolation of nursing facility residents were absolutely critical in keeping them safe. So what that meant was really no more visits from families and their loved ones. And, and the physical isolation really came at a great cost of emotional, emotional loneliness and depression. So you hit on a couple of really good points there, I thought. One is that connection. As we get older, we do lose connections with nature. We lose connections with music. We lose connections with art. And what we can do with virtual reality, though, is, is actually bring a lot of that back in, in, in such a powerful way. What we've found is that older folks love virtual reality because it just <laughs> brings this whole new medium to them that they haven't seen ever before in their lives. And and we can do it in a way that's really safe and, and again, really, really therapeutic. And the great thing about what we've done with, at MindVR is we've also connected these care tablets. So the caregivers uh, can now uh, also be part of this adventure. And I tell you what, that that becomes really special when you see those family connections or those caregiver connections, it just becomes such a beautiful thing. Yeah, that, that's so cool. One would might think that virtual reality is an isolating or lonely experience, but not at all. It can very easily made a shared experience as well with your loved ones and friends joining you yep. in that virtual environment yep. and making those tours together and co-creating new memories. That's so powerful. It's about co-creating new memories. That probably drives me the most personally because it's, it's so beautiful when you do see that happen uh, with families. Either they recreate a memory that could have happened 30 or 40 years ago together or they co-create a new memory. But the medium is so powerful. It's more powerful than anything we've ever seen across TV or, or, or you know, television. Right. 
Right. Absolutely. And and thinking about how when you take a veteran on a flying experience, for example, that reminds him of his fighter jet flying days, how that reminiscence therapy, therapeutic benefits come in while he completely relives his glorious past as well as co-create this new memory that may enhance his sense of well, sense of well-being as well. So all of those different factors come together to bring that experience to the users. We work a lot with veteran homes and the VA as well. There's a lot we can do with virtual reality to help with their healing. You know, the, 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 these, these guys just love, Life love the kind of content. What can you tell us about uh, engagement? I know how, how many nursing facilities you currently work with. What, what do we know about the residents' continued engagement with this experience? Well, so engagement has been really, really high. We've done hundreds of uh, communities in, in North America, Canada, Australia, UK. One of the studies that I like to talk about is uh, a group out of California called Silverado, a memory care group. And they did three different sites where their physicians uh, came together and, and studied mind VR in a very deep way. And what they came up with was that over 80% of the residents in memory care diagnoses of pretty serious mild cognitive impairment all the way to dementia to Alzheimer's and 80% plus were positive to neutral to using virtual reality, mind VR, on, on, a, on a weekly basis. And that was a real eye-opener to us. The second thing that they reported was that they saw over a 30% increase in positive behavioral increases. So if we can use VR in a way that is uh, measured, recorded, and put into the infrastructure, then we have a real chance of helping people and the staffs that are working with these folks, you know, really improving their lives on both ends. Absolutely. And now you provide MindVR as an in-home care solution as well, right? Outside of the nursing facilities. During the pandemic, we realized that MindVR can really work well for home use. So we developed a home use uh, product application serving hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families all over the country on this right now. What we've learned from that is that families and older loved ones are not going to move into communities, can still get the same benefits of MindVR and all the wonderful things that we bring to the communities we can bring to the homes. And that was the, that was probably our big breakthrough in, in, in the pandemic year. That's so great. So what are some of the exciting product updates and things that we should be watching out for coming from MindVR in the next 18 to 24 months? One of the very exciting projects that we have at MindVR right now is working with uh, Stanford and mm -hmm. the uh, Human Virtual I Interaction Lab with Jeremy right. Balenson. And that project is, is intended to be the largest study that's ever been done with virtual reality and senior and, and the senior audience. And that is so exciting. So we're trying to understand mood shifting. We're trying to understand behavior uh, improvements. We're also trying to understand adoption of other technologies that might come along with virtual reality that might help the senior case. 
And then finally, really trying to understand that improvement of relationship between the caregiver and that older adult using virtual reality, because we know the power is so strong and we've observed this for a long time. So Stanford has actually stepped up and has, um, you know, agreed to do a, a massive study that's going to be a sample size of probably 1,500 or more, you know, seniors that would be part of that in partnership with MindVR. AT&T has also come into the study as well. So we're now using AT&T 5G technology as a way to rapidly move research data between residents and, and the Stanford team. And that's what's probably most exciting for us, uh, Pearlie, to be honest with you, is, is that whole kind of ecosystem that's coming together with, uh, with Stanford's research and with, and with AT&T's network behind MindVR now, and then with what we're doing with all of our content. So it couldn't be a more exciting that time. That is really, now. really exciting. Sounds like it will be a very busy and productive coming year, 18, 24 months, putting all these different technologies, including 5G network deploy, deployment to work for a very good use to serve the senior population. What have we learned in designing a user experience that makes the senior older adults comfortable and enjoy in terms of immersive experience compared to otherwise your regular VR audience that you can share with us? We really focus on those folks that are, you know, 75 and older. So ergonomics becomes very important. How does it feel? How does the weight balance? Mm -hmm. One thing I love about the Focus 3, and I think we were one of the first recipients in all of North America to receive the Focus 3, the balancing of the, of the battery and the weight now is going to make a big difference with older people. And that's a, that's a big important part of our strategy is making sure that the, the technology is comfortable. Secondly, what, what I do like about the HTC Focus 3 is that we have multiple cameras on front now and we can start to employ hand tracking applications that tie into specific physical and occupational therapies. That has never been really possible. And I think with our partnership with HTC and, and, and with you know what we're developing right now under the hood and what's going to just overall kind of evolve in, in the rest of 2021 here is just going to be beautiful from that point of view. Because at the end of the day, VR has a big purpose in solving healthcare and medical problems, rehabilitation, all these kind of things. And the more that we can get in front of that, it's just a, a really bright future. Let's, let's put it that way. Thank you, Chris. Last question here. So what's the ultimate dream and vision that where do you want to take MindVR? I think long term, MindVR becomes a staple, a brand and a staple within the idea of aging. And when we age, we have no idea what those type of aging conditions are going to be. We do know one thing, and that is that the actual diagnoses rates are increasing. And if there's ways that virtual reality can help diagnoses, help really work with people on a therapeutic level, I think we'd feel successful, at, you know, in the next three to five years on something like that. And we will feel very successful if we can play a role in supporting your path there to impact millions and millions of 
of older adults' life from here. Bringing smiles to faces. Thank you, Chris, so much for being with us here today to discuss how Mind VR yes, plays a role and virtual reality plays a role in improving quality of life for older adults. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and share this podcast with a colleague or friend that you think could use some good vibes. Learn more at vive.com and follow HCC Vive on social media. See you next week. <music>